Hey, this is Chris Corso with the Vikings.com postgame report. We have Ben Lieber reporting in from Arrowhead Stadium where the Vikings took in a tough 26-23 loss. What is the feeling like there on the sidelines, Ben? Uh, disappointing. Um, obviously, big-time disappointment. I will say that this was probably one of the more anxiety-filled games that I've been a part of in a while. Um, obviously, there are some playoff games that I think there's an anxiety level throughout the whole game, but I, I think that there was a palpable sense of tension between both fan bases, really, because it was back and forth and back and forth and big play and you know a defensive big play and, and turnovers, and it was, it was very exciting. I think uh, everybody was kind of on the edge of their seat, but when it came down to the end, if you're a Vikings fan, obviously it was, uh, it was very tense and uh, ultimately disappointing. Let's begin this post-game report as we always do, hearing from the head coach, Mike Zimmer, as he addressed the media following the tough loss. Okay, game of big plays. Uh, they made more of them than we did, and uh, you know I thought we fought like crazy. Uh, we just didn't play well enough to win. Uh, give credit to them. They, they played, played well in a lot of areas, um, but uh, we didn't play well enough to win. Yeah, well, we misfitted a little bit. We had a we had a pressure coming off the off the outside. We got a little wide, and we missed two tackles. How do you feel that Matt Moore did? You guys put a lot of pressure on him in the second half, but he seemed to make the plays when he had to. Yeah, made some good throws, made some good plays. Mike, do you look at that drive in the third quarter where there's three penalties uh, on offensive linemen as maybe the, the equalizer here, swinging that back in favor of Kansas City? You know, I don't know. We didn't have a lot of penalties today, but uh, you know, they called one on a screen where they said the line was too far down the field. I'll have to look at it on tape and see. But uh, I don't know. You might think you weren't able to get the running game going as well as you might have hoped. Well, they did a nice job in uh, in playing the run. They did a good job in mixing up the fronts. Yeah, well, we, I thought we were probably throwing it a little bit too much, and we had to get back under control and get a little bit more balanced. Was Adam feeling? Did he re-injure his hamstring, or did he just get out there and it wasn't good enough to go? What kind of happened there? Uh, you'll have to ask him. Coverage-wise, did you see much standing out with, with the big plays? It just seems some of those were just good catches down the field. Well, the, the one on the far sideline uh, at the end of the game, I thought we should have made the play. We were there. The one early was a double move that uh, we didn't play very good and then uh, you know the tight end when Kelsey caught the ball on the on the inside breaking route late uh, we should have we were in good position we just didn't make the play how did you feel Kirk Cousins play today um I think there's some plays he wanted he'd rather get back um you know I don't think we helped him a lot today yeah, I, I don't know. You know, there's so many things going on. I couldn't tell you that right today. You had the sequence of three pass interference reviews in the first half. What was communicated to you on, on a couple of those? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, yeah, I, I thought it was a pick. And, uh, you know, it's it's a gamble anytime you challenge those. But, you know, they, they have to they have to be held accountable, too. So the uh, then the other one was, you know, obviously a bad call because they they overturned it. And then, 
and then they let the last one go. So you know, it's it's hard to tell. What did you make of the way Laquan stepped in and made a couple of plays there? Yeah, again, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard for me to see what everybody's doing. The frustrating is that your kicking game has been so good, but then you had a missed extra point and then that last punt, so that was kind of a big difference in those two. Yeah, hey, things happen. Listening to you guys on the Vikings radio network, it sounded like there were a lot of Vikings fans there. We saw the skull chant going on against that roll call that the um, that the Chiefs do over there. What was the showing like for the Vikings fans who traveled all the way to Kansas City? I don't want to over-exaggerate here, but it did feel like about 50-50 Vikings fans versus Chiefs fans. And, and that's and that's pretty disappointing if you're a Chiefs fan because they they travel or they, they pack this place. Uh, they take a lot of pride in, in packing this place. Um, and there was a lot of season ticket holders that looked like to me that sold out to the Vikings fans. And and kudos to the Vikings fans for paying the the upcharge, coming out to the to the stadium, enjoying Arrowhead Stadium. But when there was the skull chant going on late in the second half, uh, there was about half the stadium doing the chant. That's amazing to hear. Um, for Kirk Cousins, he started out a little bit slow, no points on the first two drives, finishes the game with around 220 yards and three passing touchdowns. Um, what could you say about the performance of Kirk in this game? You know, it was up and down. Um, you know, I think that he had to battle through and adjust to the wind as, as the first drive started in the first quarter. He was going against the wind, and I think I don't think that he realized uh, in pregame how much that ball was going to sail on him. So he had a couple errant throws where the ball just sort of sailed up on him, and thankfully they fell incomplete and not into a defender's hands. Um, but I think he, he did settle down. I thought that I thought he played much better at closing out the, the first half. He had a couple great throws. Uh, the one that comes to mind is Irv Smith, a little glance ball uh, on, the, on the hash mark up the seam. You know, the ball was delivered perfectly uh, on time when he needed to, and, and before even Irv knew what was going on, the ball hit him basically right between the numbers. So he, he did make up for it with some good throws. I, I will give the defense for Kansas City some credit. Uh, they really smothered our boot game. Uh, a lot of those open throws that we've been used to in the past did not catch them off guard. And so I, I think Kirk was trying to improvise as much as he could, but that defense played pretty well, much better than they have in the past few weeks. Kirk Cousins had 220 passing yards on the day, three passing touchdowns. Let's hear what the Vikings quarterback had to say following the game. I'll just start and then we can take questions. Um, you know, back and forth game, tough ending. Um, you know, credit the Chiefs for the plays they made time and again. And, um, you know, we obviously, as you do with any loss, you look back and point to a handful of plays in different places that, you know, we felt like we didn't execute well enough and were capable of, of doing better. Um, you know, want to want to uh, thank our fan base for the way they traveled to this game. I thought they were outstanding all game long and made what is a very tough place to play uh, somewhat, uh, you know, easier. Um, and so uh, that was outstanding. And, um just a just a hard fought game that uh, we didn't make enough plays to come out with the win, and there are you know plenty that we'll go back and look at and, and talk about. And until I see the film, it's hard to say um, you know all the all the details. And certainly, it's never any one thing. But uh, with that, I'll take any questions you have. Kirk, with a tie game, you get the ball a little over two minutes. You guys got to feel like the game is yours right there. Yeah, I, I mean it's a great opportunity. I don't know. You feel like the game is yours, but you certainly uh, have a great opportunity to, to make it yours and to go do something. And so that was certainly, uh, you know, one of the disappointments to not uh, do more on those final two drives when we had the football in the fourth quarter. Frustrating is that 
Is it just from the standpoint it looked like one four in a row, the offense was coming together so well, and then lose a heartbreaker like this? Yeah, I, I really treat it as 16 separate entities, and if you put four together, it doesn't really mean anything, and so uh, 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 you never know what the next game is going to bring, and this is a great example. There is no narrative you can put together. You just have these 16 separate events, and and they're all different, and the challenges that, that you'll have, and, and what worked one week might not work the next week, and you have to reinvent yourself, and um, you know there was some of that today, and uh, they did a good job, I thought. Coach Spagnola, their defensive coordinator, and, and their players did, did a good job against us, taking some things away that we tried to do and, and just you know, weren't, weren't always there. Kirk, why do you think the passing game didn't quite click the way that it has in some other games? Yeah, again, never any one thing. Um, it was a combination of they did some good job you know, with coverage, um, uh, trying to take certain things away, and uh, you know, missed a couple throws. Uh, you know, we had longer third downs that made it harder to really be as productive and efficient with the down when it's third and nine plus. It's a little harder to feel like you're getting an efficient result from the down. Penalties hurt, you know. Uh, um, you know, Adam going out, you know. So there, there's a variety of factors that all kind of come together. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, and, and I thought the two-minute drive at the end of the half, uh, having to settle for a field goal was tough. I kind of knew at halftime that was a big drive and, and we should have come away with seven. Um, and there were, you know, several incompletions in there where you, you don't, you know, nobody was wide open, but you go back and say, you know, man, you know, what could I have done there to try to get seven instead of three? On that note, uh, there was a on the TV show <coughs> saying, it looked like I said I'm trying uh, on, in the third quarter. It looked like it came after a third down. What was the frustrating part of not being able to connect on those third down plays late down the stretch? Yeah, I don't know if I was saying I'm trying. I'm not sure which play it was. Uh, you know, there's just a couple of plays where you just got emotion and, and you're just trying to, you know, tell a guy what you want him to do or whatever. But uh, hard to hard to answer. You know, it's any any number of things and uh, uh, just just uh, you know one one down. It was a good good defensive call by them. One down. You know, the protection gets loose. One down and missed the throw. Um, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. Penalties are tough. Um, we, we've said that all along. You know, it's no, it's no excuse. You got to overcome them. Well, I think one of the drives we did overcome some penalties, but uh, I felt like in the third quarter, I think we had three drives. One, we had a bad penalty, t- tough penalty, overcame it, and then the two drives we we were rolling. Then he got a penalty, and then we couldn't overcome it. Got stuck in a third and long, and and uh, and then had to punt. And and so penalties certainly you know robbed us of some chances. And uh, uh, you know, we had a really good short yardage menu this week, and we just never got to it. We never had a third and one, third and one and a half. And some games you get four or five of those, and, and, and it's going to make you feel a lot better about your third down offense when really, you know, if you're having third and one, that's just a lot easier than third and, you know, long. Just extra point kind of was a bugaboo all day. Was in the back <clears throat> of your guys' minds? Did it take any momentum away? Um, you get to the end of the game, and then you look back at all the different plays. But as you're playing, you you just go to the next play. You know, you just focus on, you know, what what do I got to do now? How do we react to whatever happened on the previous play? And that includes a penalty, a missed throw, a, a sack, a punt, uh, uh, whatever it may be. So you you never look back except to just learn from something quick, and then immediately you know look forward to what the next challenge is going to be and how you're going to respond. You touched you touched upon it. What? Problem. Well, I mentioned the last two drives. What was the problem with those two? Especially considering the third and last, you guys broke the ball. Right. Had his best run. Yes. And he had a three straight with a nice running pass. Yes. Uh, no, not any one thing. 
Um, the first play, we ran a bootleg, and uh, you know we didn't get anywhere with it. Uh, second play, again, it's all running together. I'm not remembering. Uh, the third down, we ran the ball, didn't get it. Um, <clears throat> again, had a penalty there that they declined, and then, and then the uh, the final drive, you know, we had the drop back pass. They got batted down at the line of scrimmage. You know, wanted to work Digsy there on an inside slant. They batted it down. Second down, ran a screen. They sniffed it out, made the play. Then we're now in third and I don't know what it was, third and ten plus, and got the sack or got the uh, you know pressure and threw it to Dalvin's feet to try to avoid a sack. So. Each play was a different thing, but obviously we couldn't string enough together to stay on the field, and that's what you're frustrated about. You touched upon it, just feeling being out. What is the challenge when you lose, I mean, a two-time Pro Bowl receiver in the first quarter where you had had expected to have for the game? Yeah, you know, not ideal, but you look at their sideline and they're missing people, and you understand at this point in the season uh, you have to respond when you face adversity, and, and uh, we're probably healthier than many teams, and so uh, you have to find a way to, to uh, still get the job done. You had a scramble where you came up a little short yeah. of the slide. How tough yeah. is that to bounce? Nah, yeah. Not wanting to take a hit. It, it, it wasn't not want to take a hit. I, I just did not realize I, I hadn't got there yet. I uh, What I needed to do was look, you know, look left and get a feel for it or dive head first. When you dive head first, you usually can get a yard or two more just by the nature of the way you, you go to the ground. Uh, I was just feeling like I had climbed and, and had gotten, you know, enough yards but clearly didn't. And so... Um, you know, that was on me to not get enough yards. It's frustrating when you feel like you had it, you know, and you kind of, you know, it's hard enough to get them. So when you have one, when you don't feel like you get it, that's where you really can get you frustrated. Coach said after the game. There's a variety of factors involved with why a passing game might not work. It seemed like in particular play action wasn't working very much. Was it? Were they doing anything in particular to take away play action? Um, yeah, I think some of their coverages did a good job taking away some of our bigger shots. But, uh, you know, you go back and see that, you know, we missed a couple in the flat where uh, they're good, good plays, good completions, but the throw was high. One where I went to the uh, back in the flat, and Irv's, Irv's good option across the field, uh, but just kind of got to my back quickly. And, uh, um, you know, there were some that we hit. You know, we hit a play action to Irv, uh, and, and so we had a few. But, yeah, we probably didn't have as many as we have in past weeks. And, and to say why, um, I'd say a combination of coverage, Couple missed throws in the flat, nothing big, and then and then uh, uh, that's about it, I guess. Looking at the Vikings box score here, you have Laquan Treadwell as the leading wide receiver, C.J. Ham, Irv Smith Jr., Amir Abdullah caught a touchdown as well. What does it say about some of the the depth of the Vikings playmakers that there, there's names that you don't see very often? Obviously, Adam Thielen went down early. Yeah, obviously another disappointing thing to see Adam go down. You know, he he did give it a go. He tried, uh, came out pretty early, and it was, was kind of grabbing that hamstring. And and uh, I thought maybe he was just going to stretch it out and, and warm it up a little bit. But he, yeah, I think it's the smart move as we need him in, in the second half of the season to sit out this game. But, yeah, I mean, got to give a lot of credit to Laquan. I mean, he catches a lot of flack and a lot of criticism uh, through his time with the Vikings, uh, gets an opportunity to come back. And he's making the most of his opportunities. You know, he was he was a guy that you could count on. I think a, I think a little bit uh, of a mystery of why we couldn't get the ball to Stefan a little bit more. Obviously, his his quickness and athleticism I think would have worked out in this game a little bit more. Talk about the screen game today. That was effective. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely big. It came up big at, uh, at crucial times. Excuse me. Our tight ends, our fullback C.J. Ham getting going. You know, he's an old running back, so he still got it. And uh, just kind of keeping that tempo, we, uh, it was something that we worked on during the week, and it's good to see that it come into fruition. You guys get the ball, two minutes left, tie game. You guys feel the game's yours there, don't you? Uh, you always feel that way. You want to go in with the confidence and go in with the mindset of, 
got to just go and get points. We go get points in the game and uh, come out with a victory. But you know, things happen. How tough is it go to ahead, lose Don. this one? Give just one because I'm gonna give Don a question. Okay. Stephon, was it hard to get into a rhythm early, especially with what they were doing? Uh, you know, <clears throat> anticipating when the first drives, you always kind of got to figure out what they want to do. Or like what they like to do, whether it's double double, cover two, cover four, um, they mix it up a little bit early. So um, kind of always gotta get a feel for it, and you don't know you don't know what you're gonna get. But uh, just kind of gotta play through it and kind of figure it out as you go. Dolphin said it wasn't so much their defense, but it was that it just came down to the end that yeah. they got that. Is that how you guys feel right now? Yeah, you give them a lot of credit. You know, they played they played a hell of a game uh, as far as like game planning and kind of like figuring it out. Uh, they, uh, they played a hell of a game. You know, you always want to give credit to the guys that win. They did enough things the, the right way to win. So for us, we uh, evaluate the good, take the bad more than you take the good, and uh, try to correct it. Seems like the flexion of an offense changes when a guy like Thielen is out of the lineup. But Say that one more time. Seems like the flexion of an offense changes when Thielen's out of the lineup. But it seems like other guys were in the stomach to absence too and everything. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of contribute to the young guys. They are they are young, but you know, Treddy has been around for a while. BC BC is a young guy, but I told you guys a while ago that he approaches the game like he's been in the league for a while. His approach is uh, is nothing but professional, and he comes and does his job. So, as far as like when guys are out, <clears throat> that it's cliche to say, but the next man my, next man up mindset is real, and the guys got to come in and play well, and we expect them to play well at all times. So, complexion. Might be prettier, it might be ugly, you never know. How frustrating is it to lose such a heartbreaker, especially on the heels? You guys have been playing so well, one four straight. Yeah, uh, I mean, kind of like what I said to him, as far as being frustrated, you're going to lose anytime. Anytime you take a loss, you're going to be frustrated. And uh, you're going to look at all the things that you did wrong, things that you did did good, but you could have done better, well, at least. But um, kind of just got to take it in stride, you know, where this game is going to be peaks and valleys. But one thing we did take away from the game is that we got a lot of guys with some heart. We don't give up, we're going to fight, you know. And that's a that's a, that's kind of like was a defining moment for my team, just to battle back, you know, with the adversity happening, good and the bad, just keep fighting. Not the road defensively, we just gotta uh, worry about us, you know, execute, do what we gotta do, and get ready for Dallas. Hey, Stephon, Mike Zimmer said after the game, this was a game of big plays. They made more than we did. Why yeah. don't you think you guys were able to make the explosive plays? Uh, I don't really know. You kind of gotta watch the tape, but uh, from from being out there, just. You know, you just gotta execute better. We gotta do. We gotta do a better job. As far as like, I always look at myself to see what I could have done better in a lot of situations. So for me, I gotta watch the tape. I'll get back to you and let you know. But I'm always take full responsibility on my on the plays that's taking my wheel. Yeah, Zimmer also said after the game, you guys maybe didn't give Cousins a lot of help. Was oh. what he said when asked about how Kirk played. How do yeah. you feel about his playing? Do you agree? Maybe you guys didn't give him a lot of help or what? Uh, I feel like, you know, as an offense, you always want to support your quarterback in any way, shape, or form. So if our head coach said we didn't give him enough help, we didn't give him enough help. But as a receiver, you kind of always take that personally that you got to do a, you gotta do a better job, you know, regardless on what it is, on how it comes up, whatever coverage you're getting, you got to win for the guy. You know, it's hard enough to play quarterback. So um, for us, we support him 100%. And we're going to do everything we can to put him in the best position to be successful, especially guys on the outside. So uh, for us, it's kind of like the farm your own land mindset. And everybody worry about themselves, and you know we move forward that way. You talked about the amount of purple in the, in the crowd today. And it seems like you know, this is such a home field advantage for them usually, but but Vikings fans are probably really well. Yeah, hundred percent. At the end of the game, uh, it was definitely a lot of score chance and that kind of thing. And that's something that we didn't anticipate happening, so it was exciting. It was uh, it was a great time. It's kind of forced some penalties, I think, as well. So for us, you know, we always appreciate the support because you know you're always good to have the fans that have your back. 
Um, but yes, there, there are some weapons. Uh, we do have some guys that can make some plays, but this is a whole different offense with Thielen out. Vikings wide receiver Laquan Treadwell was cut earlier in the season, brought back for moments like this where Adam Thielen wasn't able to go with the hamstring injury. Let's hear what Laquan had to say in the locker room following his big game. Uh, it really doesn't matter. He is putting a W in the win column. And I'm not just speaking for myself, you know, I'm speaking for every player that probably played good tonight. And, you know, we just fell short. So uh, we got to learn from this. And, you know, you know, it'll help us later on in the season. And um, just got to go out and, and, and execute next week. Yeah, when Adam went down, you know, were you expecting those reps to kind of go to you if that happened? Uh, nah. Um, I was just waiting on, you know, whatever came my way, you know, and just, you know, making the most of it. And, um, you know, all week we've been, you know, taking reps and, and, and getting ready for anything, you know, so. Um, we was always prepared, no matter what happened, because you never know. Any guy can go down at any position, so you know everyone prepares for that. And you know this league is all about the next guy up. And you know, love to see my brother out there competing and making plays like he always do. And you know, when, it, when my name was called, I just had to make the play. One of the biggest things for the Chiefs' defense in this game was to stop the NFL's leading rusher, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin had a pretty solid game, but not what you expect from Dalvin. 21 attempts, 71 yards rushing, and four catches, 45 yards through the air. Let's hear what Dalvin had to say after the game. We just, you know, we got to capitalize and take advantage of the moments, and we didn't do that today. I know that you were you were pressing a bit and they had to go to other, other <coughs> opportunities. What were they doing so good against you to limit your yards? It wasn't doing nothing. We had what we wanted, just didn't take advantage. Um, we're a good closeout team and today we didn't close the game up. That's what it came down to today. Because you guys had some explosive plays, right? I mean, you, you had Treadwell coming through, but I mean, you're coming through. Yeah, we just didn't close the game out at the end. This is what it came down to today. I know Everson was talking about how you guys cannot let this game define who you are and the rest of the year. How important is that right now, too? Because you know it hurts right now. You know who you are. It's the NFL. You got to, you know, teams are good. Got to fight back the next week. Um, type of locker room we got, type of guys we got, type of leaders we got. Um, just got to go regroup, learn from the from the film, and go get better. Given how well you guys have been running the ball in the end zone or in the red zone recently, do you feel like you've left a few opportunities out there to do that? No, I think when we got down, we scored touchdowns. Sometimes I don't, I don't, I don't get caught up in all. Of it. Stats and all Anybody wants step on? I think going when we got down there, we capitalized. And like I said, end of the game, we just didn't finish the game. Anybody wants step on? He's going in his locker. There was only a couple plays where you weren't hit. Anybody wants step on? He's going in his locker. There was quite a few plays where you were hit at the line of scrimmage or one or two yards last down. What did they do to kind of take away your your lane? We know that it was going to come and try to stop the run. They just loaded the box. That was it. Big moment in the game that I want to hear your perspective on. The, the Vikings are up 16-10 to 10 with 11 minutes left in the third quarter. They just took the lead, and Kansas City has the ball there on the three-yard line. What happens, Damian Williams runs for a huge rushing touchdown. The Vikings hadn't let up a rushing touchdown since week three 
of the season. What happened on that play? Well, to me, I think everybody's going to look at uh, Anthony Harris for missing a tackle, but it, it should never have gotten to that point. And I think making having a, a free safety from 10 to 12 yards away, try to make an open field tackle on a full steam ahead running back is a, is a tough thing to do. Not impossible, but tough. Uh, to me, it was the linebackers. Whenever you get a tight end like Kelsey, uh, when he starts on the defensive right side of the formation and after the snap, he comes all the way across the formation uh, in a blocking in a blocking manner, You got, they have to honor that. They have to rock back is what we like to call it. They got to rock back, um, smother those gaps that are, that are now created by having Kelsey as an extra blocker. They did not do that. It was a simple inside zone um, with, with Kelsey's blocking scheme. And it's nothing crazy that they hadn't seen before. Our guys did just did not recognize it and before you know it when it's a downhill play like that it's up in the second and third level so uh, Harrison tried to tried to make a, a running attempt to uh, to change direction and make a tackle and then Harris ultimately missed the the most crucial tackle attempt and, and they gets out the gate following a 45 yard field goal from Harrison Butker um, the Vikings then trailed 20 to 16 and a great drive by Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense finished off with a Kyle Rudolph touchdown um, on a three-yard third-down conversion in, in uh, the red zone there. Um, what does it say about the Vikings' offense to be able to come back there and take the lead? Well, I think that's about the, the only time throughout the game where I felt like there was true offensive rhythm. Um, they, were, they were running the ball effectively. You know, Before you knew it, Dalvin would, would rip one off for seven yards, and he'd rip one off for 12 yards, and then they, they got him involved in the screen game. And, and I think that's the, the one drive that – was the most pretty and where they had the defense on their heels and and thankfully they did cap it off with the touchdown it was a little tough down there towards the towards the red zone area but um that was a that was a nice drive it was a great answer i mean it showed resilience and it didn't show a lot of panic from the offense didn't show a lot of panic from stefanski making the calls either so i just wish we could have seen more of it wrapping it up here two field goals in a row for harrison butker one was 54 yards um that tied the game with 230 left and then the end of the game, the Vikings aren't able to get anything going on offense. The Chiefs get the ball and they and they make it happen. Obviously, it was a tough um, play at the end there where the Vikings get a pass rush and um, there's a timeout call from the sideline. But um, then the Chiefs take advantage with a great call by Andy Reid um, on a conversion there on third down. And it ends in a tough 44-yard field goal. What did you see in the last two minutes of the game there? Well, I I, I think it's um, I think it's one that that Mike Zimmer is going to be upset with him about himself about, uh, and, and really upset with his defensive players because I don't care what type of blitz you're calling in that situation, whether it's a zero blitz or a man free or or, or a zone blitz, you, you don't leave guys unaccounted for in those situations, and you don't leave Tyreek Hill unaccounted for and. And so it's a it's a huge missed opportunity in the most critical part of the game where they have their best player uncovered on a critical down and distance. And, you know, I, was it creativity by, by Andy Reid? No, I, I think it was just a blown assignment by our defense. Last thing here, you look at the Vikings where they sit, 6-3. and three. Obviously the Green Bay Packers just have one loss there at the top of the NFC North. What is it going to take for the Vikings in the second half of the season to really make a playoff push and push for that top spot in the NFC North? Well, you're going to have to ha- get some help, you know, from the Packers. I mean, they're going to have to stumble a little bit too. Um, obviously, now the the Vikings are are going to have to win a lot more games. I mean, every every season you go in with the the goal and the idea that you're going to win every game at home. So that remains to be the same. You got to win every game at home, and now you have to win some road games, and you got to win a bunch of them. So uh, the the season is winding down. Not a whole lot of 
games left. And if they want to win this division and take control, then they gotta they gotta go on a big time run here and win some games. And if anything else, you gotta have the Packers lose some games along the way as well. Well, the one positive for the Vikings, the three remaining division games will be at US Bank Stadium, which definitely benefits Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like we were saying, I think I think the little bit of wind that, that was in the stadium today, the little bit of a cool weather, you know, I saw Kirk a few times kind of blowing into his hands to warm him up, you know, using using the little warming pouch on his front. Um, so, you know, obviously having the the friendly confines of a dome stadium uh, is going to bode well for him. He seems to play very well uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium, and to get those three division games late in the season there, that's a, that's a benefit to the, to the Vikings and Kirk. Well, thank you, Ben, for filling in for Wabi this week from Arrowhead, and uh, get home safe. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. And that'll do it for the Vikings postgame report. The Vikings lose a tough game 26-23 at Arrowhead Stadium. They look next to the Dallas Cowboys, and it will be another road game at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. And we'll see you next week for the Vikings' big matchup against the NFC East opponent, Skull.